Welcome to the 2080 Baseball Podcast in an office. Cool. Yeah. We'll do it a little different there. Special edition. Special edition, hopefully one week only. Travis Crins here, Evan Hendershot over there. A wild card is tightened up in the American League yet again, kind of separated for a while, but uh, had your series, the, the Baltimore uh, Angels, Seattle, a triangular right there, and uh, the Angels, they uh, won six of seven. Something like that, and they definitely look like the better of the three teams. Um, Baltimore did not have a great week. Um, I think they're entering Sunday 5-5 five and five in their last 10 or something, whereas the Angels are 7-3, and three. Uh, Seattle something else. I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, but You're forgetting about the Twins there, the Twins. The Twins went on a run, but... They went on a run, folks. They just don't. Saturday night was <laughs> that was bad. Like a like exactly what the Twins should be. So I wouldn't count them out yet. Um, but the Blue Jays, I think, are a better team than the Twins. So, but I do count them out because they're just not good. They're only three and a half back. But again, maybe they'll go on a run. We saw Kansas City do what they did. Toronto's not, Toronto's not going to go on a run as long as uh, Batista's batting leadoff with his, let's see. What is here, that? Uh, 90 OPS plus. What is that? I, they leadoff. Did, they did it a couple that times, helped. I think once or twice, or maybe the whole That's series against the Yankees, and mm. um, I don't know what the hell they're doing there, but uh, the Blue Jays, whatever. Um, they're like that last team, because Detroit, Oakland, Chicago, I think clearly are the three worst teams in the American League, and Toronto's kind of that last team. You could say, all right, they're only three and a half back, so if they do win six and seven in a row like the Twins have done, like the like the Royals did, like uh, the Angels did, all these teams have made their big runs to get to 500, and now there's a big bunch of teams that are uh, a game under, a game over. You know, all the all the usual teams, Twins, Angels, Royals, Mariners, the Rays have fallen off. They've lost 7-10 in uh, Baltimore, Texas. They're all in the race there. So, um, let, me, uh, let me let me tell you this real quick. But uh, Jose Batista let off 45 times oh. this year. Um, you, you mentioned those three teams that are clearly the worst. Detroit, Oakland, Chicago. and uh, Chicago, White yeah. Sox. Which, so, random off-topic question. If you had one of... If you could have any organization of those three, discounting where they play stadium-wise, well, discounting just personnel, player personnel, which one of those terrible teams this year would you want going into the next five years? It would be Chicago. I mean, everybody's on Chicago. They are the next Houston that everybody's on because they've got a dozen top 100 guys. So, yeah, it's, it's Chicago. Do you think? No doubt. I guess... Considering and they they're going to have the financial wherewithal to make deals that Oakland can't. Mm-hmm. Oakland has some players. Um, who did? I think Fangraphs did something about uh, Matt Chapman recently. How he might be? Was it Fangraphs? I hope I'm not giving credit to the wrong thing. But how he might be for the A's, like the next star player. Yeah, could they be. Have. Um, they, I don't know if well, they're comparing him to Eric Chavez, but I think that's a, he's not a lefty, but I think that's a good comparison as far as like a defensive superstar. Twins were playing Oakland, I think, last week. or No, it was, it was Seattle-Oakland this week, like a, a day game I was watching, and they said Oakland has traded seven or eight of their past 11 All-Stars within the next year, which I think is an unbelievable uh, stat. 
that they got, they've got a lot. I mean, they've had a lot of good players, Cespedes and Donaldson, and all these guys and Sonny Gray, and they trade them all away. And uh, you know, they're always looking for prospects, and a lot of times they hit on them. But man, if they could, if they could just keep some of these guys. I mean, they, I mean, they were good three years ago. They were maybe the best team in baseball three years ago, and it's all been downhill since. I, um, as far as Oakland's concerned, I, I do like. The type of players they have. They have a big power hitter in Matt Olson who can't seem to really play anywhere from what I gather, but he can hit. Ryan Healy is a similar type. He can't really do anything defensively from what I understand, but he can hit. Chapman's good. Chris Davis is good. Um, I would like to see this team next year. The team I would not want to be managing at this point is Detroit. Uh, their, their bullpen is bad. Um, their farm system is bad. Uh, yeah. They got a good player from the Cubs, but uh, in that Justin Wilson deal, but man, the Tigers are in. You have Cabrera's contract and Verlander's. I wouldn't. I this is not a team like Verlander. I mean, they. I'm still waiting for. I mean, the big story the last week was Houston looking for Verlander because he's turned it around here. Uh, last couple of starts have been very, very good, and I would be for that because Houston right now. I mean, they're not. They still got. You know, we still got two months left for the playoffs, but right now Houston. Uh, with the injuries, Dallas Keuchel pitched well Sunday against Texas, so that's good to see. Well, and but, Verlander's been really good yes. in his last few games. So, and it's a case of there's only two years left on that contract. He is in his coming up you know, mid thirties, and um, Houston they got they they're winning now, but they still have lots of they're a very young team. But that doesn't mean they're going to be good for a long time. It's just we've seen teams that are supposed to be good for a long time. And maybe they're good for a couple of years, so it, like, it doesn't always happen. Well, and for Verlander, considering the market size Houston is, which is huge, <laughs> one of the biggest in, in America, and considering how many, how much revenue they're going to generate from being in the playoffs this year, yeah. and logically next year and the next year. Um, and how much money they like, had to have saved. How much, how much money did they save those, those years when their payroll was... 40 million, 50 million, maybe. Right. So, with all those factors, and you have a good farm system that you could give up a, a middle of the road, or you could give a pretty decent prospect up for Verlander and not hurt anything, I don't think. And yeah. as long as you ate all the, not all the money, but a lot of it, you could, you could get away with not giving really anybody up. So, I think it would really sure up the rotation. It seems to make sense. Um, if I'm the Tigers, I just take the best prospect I can get and I go with it. And um, they need to unload players because Justin Upton is arguably their he's their best guy, uh, best hitter right now, and um, he's probably going to opt out. Right? Does he? Have, I think he has an opt out. Yeah, because yeah, he's playing well. He's you know he can get one more pretty big contract here. I'm sure somebody will give him a ridiculous deal seven eight years he's mm-hmm. 29 so he is uh, ripe for one of those I've always liked Justin Upton yeah. he seems like the type of player I know he had a down year last year and he wasn't fantastic the year before um, he's having you know, he's what having they're paying him the now 22.125 million I would pay a Justin Upton that much for the next four years that's what he would be scheduled for he is, he's under yeah he's under contract for four more years here doesn't he have some sort of clause where 88 so uh, yeah, from what I'm seeing, four more years, eighty-eight million dollars. Maybe it was last year. No, he's got he's, he's got an opt-out this year. Does he? Well, I, good for him. It says because yeah, he signed with them two years ago. So very smart on his deal to 
have that before he is 30 years old. I would, um, if I'm the Tigers, I would trade him regardless. I would have traded him this, this, this deadline. Um, Upton? Yeah, he's a good hitter. I would pay that for, I would pay $22 million for him over the next okay. four years because he seems like the kind of guy who's going to hit in his mid-30s. And he's going to be a guy I could see um, what he started when he was 19. So he's going to, um, he's going to have... Hall of Fame type numbers at the end of his career just because of accumulation for playing mm-hmm. 17, 18 years. So that's going to be an interesting. He's halfway to 500 homers right now. Yeah. Halfway he's, to uh, 3,000 hits. He's not somebody I think as a Hall of Famer, and I, I would I, I don't think he is. But um, he could he could put up the the Craig Biggio accumulation mm-hmm. numbers where he gets in. I don't like Craig Biggio's Hall yeah. of Fame case, but of all these teams, the Tigers suck. And they have the worst looking future. And it would improve if they could just move Verlander to Houston. There you go. Freeze up $20 million for the next couple of years and have, have you some flexibility. And maybe get a prospect or two uh, out of a very rich Houston system. And how exciting would that be to see a yeah. guy who was, for a long time, one of the best players, he one, was. one of the single best players in baseball, uh, go to a uh, contender pennant race here and see what he could do. I would be really interested in seeing them make that trade. Uh, the Tigers' front office has um, become very lame since uh, Dombrowski left, so uh, we'll see what happens. And their owner's, d- and their owner's dead. So yes. Um, Rest in peace. Which, to me, makes it like all the more easy to make those deals uh, you don't have to try to win with that owner anymore no. who wanted to win before he's dead and he didn't so he didn't too bad twins they railed off seven in a row should have been nine in a row uh, just a horrendous so they were down five nothing Saturday against Detroit and then uh, then they're up in the game by five runs in the seventh inning they're up three with five outs to go and then Matt Belisle uh, gives up the two-run home run to Upton, we talked about. So um, that's a loss you're going to look back on. The Houston loss, like the Memorial Day massacre, I seem to remember, when they, um, they gave up like uh, 15-something runs in the eighth and ninth inning up by six. So those are two games you're going to look back on because I think this is going to come down to a game here or a game there. Those are two big ones. They've won eight of nine, best streak for them. They got the fat man going on Tuesday against the Indians. He's been tremendous, far exceeded my expectations. So we'll see how long he can keep it up. One one interesting thing about the Twins, and I I think there aren't many despite them winning. Um, Barrios is struggling, um, to say the least. He's not walking guys. He's not... Um, he's not striking guys out like crazy, though, despite his movement. And you just wonder, like, I know he's young. He's 23. I think this is um, just like maybe it's, it's a long season, his longest season for him. I would really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do next year because he's put in a, a pretty good season on the whole, but he he's prone to blow-ups. I mean, he's had some one, two, three. The other night he gave up five runs in the first, was fine after that. Uh, other night against, uh, I think, Milwaukee, he gave up five runs in the first again. And then he went five, six innings. So it's been that one inning. He's had seven starts where he's allowed four runs. One of those is three earned. Out of, out of, but he's had seven starts where he's allowed four, and that's in 17 that's games. That's half the start, so, yeah. So you just, 
it, it's fine if he does that his whole career, if he has games where, where he's bad. But um, hopefully he can make an adjustment. This is a good sign to see him improve this year. But I look the amount of innings he pitched. He's pitched a total of 160 innings in both years prior to this, majors and minors. He's at 140 now. So you wonder. I'd say he's, he's, he's not. I don't think he's worn down. I think he is. That just I, I hate the oh we got I, I hate when they keep guys under any limits for whatever that's worth. But 166 two years ago last year he pitched uh, only 100. Oh, he pitched like yeah 167 that's innings last I, year. So I don't see what he, I don't see what the problem is. I think I think he might always kind of have trouble locating that said. Uh, I mean, I don't want to throw this name out there, but he, he's looking at sort of the Pedro Martinez trajectory here. So well, that'd be fine with me. Um, that'd be very good. A guy nice. who's kind of wild. But the thing about Pedro is he was more wild um, with his fastball, whereas Barrios seems wild with everything. Like and, sliders but, and, and the difference between Pedro and Barrios is Pedro was wild out of the zone. Barrios is wild in the zone, which is a hundred times worse because mm-hmm. you're just laying breaking balls out over the plate. and um, That's going to be a problem for him. You don't want to be wild in the zone throwing just... You want to start balls. in the zone and yeah. then have it outside the zone. I think he's going to have a lot of trouble over his career. Um, I can't think of any real like good comparison... Uh, for him, right off the, I think he'll be. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 got to be their guy. He's. I think he's going to be an ace. He'll develop into a a top. I think a top five pitcher. So we'll see how he does. Twenty three years old. Uh, the bullpen has been fantastic. Um, yeah, their last four wins, or yeah, their last four winning pitchers have all been from the bullpen, and uh, in this. Eight of nine, only two starters have actually won games. They've had six wins from the bullpen. Had your guy from the Yankees pitch okay the other night against Milwaukee. And uh, Little, and uh, what the hell is his name? Enns. Enns was the guy. Diedrich Enns. Uh, he was okay. He'll get another start. To me, uh, to me, he'd be, for you know, look, going into next year, to me, he's a, he's a good long man. That's the kind of guy I'd want. He'll be like their four. I think, uh, see what he does, he'll probably be like a fourth or fifth starter. That's not what you want. I would do... um, Dylan G has been great. He's been out there. He goes three, four innings. He's been outstanding, and I like that they've used him in that role. He's not a guy you'd want to bring back, though. The good thing about the Twins, and I'm looking at some of the things, the best thing they've been able to do this year is just rotate relievers in and see who's good and see who's not. And they have a lot of guys. They finally who, found some bullpen guys. Yeah, and it took time. It took some, yes, it did. Um, but I think I think that's an advantage of uh, I'm not going to try on a lot of these last names here, well, here that like, I'm unfamiliar with. But Trevor Hildenberg got the save on Sunday. He's, he's a, a good. sidewinder. His splits against righty, he's better somehow against lefties than righties. I think that'll even out. But um, he's he, missing bats, though. He's, he's, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't throw hard, but he's getting swings and misses. Uh, four out save today was very impressive. Impressive, and uh, Belial has been very good in the last two months, like an ERA of one point two, before giving up that home run on Saturday. But him being the closer, I'm okay with it because I would prefer him in the ninth rather than in the seventh and the eighth when you got guys on. 
That's when I want uh, my Hildenbergers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Presley has done well for three games. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Taylor Rogers is their best reliever. And uh, Dylan G has done very good in the, in the week or two he's been up. Tyler Duffy uh, has been good. Alan Boosnitz, he's been very good. Um, Buddy Boshears has been, I mean, they've got guys now. Guys that going into next season, Hildenberger should be on the team on the, on the, on the uh, Major League uh, bullpen. Rogers will be there. Duffy will be there. Boosnitz will be there. So they've got a minimum four guys in a seven man bullpen. I, I know I'm going to. So, like last year. You're going to want a couple better arms, though. I, I'm going to go with those four guys. I feel confident in those four guys, and then we'll roll from there. So I feel, yeah, it's a good start. That's what's good yeah. about this. Um, hopefully, they're not bringing uh, Breslow's nope. or Belisles. Um, Belisles in next year. Nope, they've got four guys um, set right now. I'd like to see. They're fine. I'd like to see them go after um, a better uh, set of relievers, I suppose, than they typically would. Wild card here is Glenn Perkins should be back oh, by the I end would, of the month. I don't. It's, it'll be a good so you just see test run, but you I, just so you see what he has here, and uh, if if it's bad, he might you know call it call it a day. Uh, if it's okay, then you know, he'll go into next season probably as the closer since that's what he was. But if he can be, I mean, he's not going to throw hard, but if he can be effective, that gives you a fifth guy. And um, if you got five guys in the bullpen that I feel good about, then that completely changes uh, what I thought about their bullpen from the start of the year. So that is good news. I think there are plenty of good relievers to go after this offseason. Joe Smith, we've talked about before. Um, I like Tyler Clifford more than I think you do. I would not recommend. And he's done, I mean, he's... When he's fine, he's fine. He'll be better in a smaller market where all eyes aren't on him. He's been good with Chicago. Um, Dunsing's been good for the Cubs this nope, year. No, 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 no. Under no circumstance, I want Brian Dunsing let's see. back on the Twins. Uh, Dustin McGowan's had another good year. Looks like. I don't think they will. They might sign one. I, but this is uh, with the new regime. I don't know. We'll see what they do. But they, here's an opportunity they could do. Brandon Morrow say close a roll. Yeah. They'd get him. If they mm-hmm. offered him the closers role, they'd get him. Probably. You have uh, Kinsler as a free agent if they like Kinsler. Uh, I think he's going to try to get paid. Yeah. Um, David Hernandez has been good. There's a lot of guys that have good track records that they could go after um, that I think would be good bullpen arms. Um, and hopefully that's the kind of route they go. Uh, I'm feeling good now about the bullpen. My biggest concern now, we got to start with the starting pitchers, and then you know, the offense is fine and focus on the starters and go from there. It's easier to build a good bullpen, though. Yeah. Tony Watson, Steve Ciszek, uh, other good. Brian Shaw, that you could be a closer because mm-hmm. he's on the he's third for Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of. I mean, there's. You I could build. You could build a good team with good. The Royals have proved, but you could build a good team with good defense, um, and a good bullpen with yeah. with a couple of starters. And yeah. I think they could do that, but we'll see. The Twins are the Twins. Twins are there. Uh, very exciting. Middle of August, playing important games. So that's good to see. Uh, what else we got? Anything you got? Oh, no. one more Twins note. Okay. Byron Buxton. Doing good. A defense. Hitting well. 
hitting. I mean, amazing catch. I'm sure you saw it. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable catch. Uh, not counting today in which he had the uh, game-winning hit. 18, last 18 games, he's batting 367, 409 on base, 500 slugging, and 60 at-bats. He was good last September. I want him to do this, hit 350 the rest of the way, get that average maybe to 250 at the end of the year. He's hitting 230 now. Uh, this is the best I've seen him hit. And this is very – they put him up in the order to about six right now. Um, Detroit actually – or Paul Mahler actually had a sacrifice bunt today to put Buxton up with two guys on and one out in a tie game in the eighth. So so some stones from Paul to do that, and Buxton delivered. Um, So good move there. Buxton playing well. Got to see this for the rest of the year and hope the hell he starts well next year. I think he's getting pretty close to, um, to coming around here. Yeah, I think it's fine to let him fail for a year, and he seems to figure it out at least a little bit, so hopefully he can continue that, I suppose. And Sano's been bad, hit a home run, uh, I think, Sunday. but uh, Him and Judge have kind of fallen yeah. off pretty good, but I think that's just how it is. They'll figure out what they were doing poorly, I think. That home run derby stuff, I don't buy that at all. Mm-hmm. I think that's stupid. And I think Bill. I think people. I think pitchers found their weaknesses and are going after them now that there's more tape on them, probably, and they'll figure it out over the off. Snow's had some. He got hit in the hand a couple times last time he sat out a couple games, so might be a hand issue uh, right there. And I mentioned last week, Brian Dozier's been hitting the hell out of the ball. He hit, I don't know, another three, four home runs this week. Another couple leadoff home runs. So if you get Buxton and Dozier, you know, on his usual tear, I mean, that's, um, I'm very optimistic heading into the uh, final 40 games here. So Uh what do you have? Well, we haven't talked the Cardinals much. No. Right back in it. I'm just. I mean, are they just boring as? I mean, throughout the ten years when they've been good, they just need a bet. Like, oh <laughs> like my the God. Spurs, I guess. Yes. Um, oh, the Cardinals. Jeez. I think it's interesting though. They have all these weird guys who you never would expect to be like stars on uh, a team that's. They came out of nowhere. I thought they were going to be good this year, and they weren't for a while. It's nice to see them come back. Yadi Molina's been okay, whatever. But this is a team led by. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Colt, who, who is a legitimate hitter. And then Colton Wong, Jed Jerko, Tommy Pham, Dexter Fowler, and uh, Paul DeYoung out of nowhere. And Jose Martinez, too. He's been really good. Um, but Paul DeYoung. Well, because cause I don't think we talked about him last week, but you mentioned him before we mm-hmm. taped. Uh, and I said his numbers were the same as Trevor Story, and Story was the story of baseball that first month. Is just because he came up in the middle of the season, so it doesn't pop mm-hmm. out. Oh, this guy's got ten home runs in the first month. Is that why? And because he's with, I think why? it's just because the Cardinals weren't getting any attention. And um, I mean, he has seventeen homers over sixty-four games. That's not crazy or anything. But I got forty home runs. Um, I mean, that's... he's hit. He's hit really well in the minors. Um, for the most part, uh, it's just really funny to see him come out of nowhere and 16 doubles, 17 homers, and through through Sunday's morning, I guess. But um, who would have thought that from the Cardinals? Um, who would have thought Tommy Pham would turn into this mm-hmm. type of player? Um, Jed Jerko has been a, a constant power threat. Um, I guess you know what? I guess the Cardinals would have thought Tommy Pham would have turned into this type of player because if you look at his minor league numbers, he's been pretty pretty good. Um, 
it's just a matter of waiting around for his turn. And Randall Gritchick wasn't hasn't been that great, and Piscotty's off the off the twenty five man. Um, guys they thought would be good. Yeah, they sent him down, didn't they? Uh, yeah, and, and Jose Martinez has been a really, really good platoon kind of bat, and uh, their pitching's good. Carlos Martinez is awesome. Uh, Mike Leake's been good all year. Lance Lynn's been good. Um, Walk has figured it out again. This is a, And their bullpen's solid. This is a, a good team. And it's just funny how they've flown under the radar when – the Brewers and the Cubs are battling now. Cardinals are right in, and the Pirates are right in it. Like, who the hell would have Very thought? exciting, yeah. Um, the Pirates are at a significant disadvantage that uh, Marte can't play in the playoffs if they make it. So if they make it to that one-game playoff, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't know how – he. Had, last time we checked, he hadn't been playing well, right? Starling Marte. I'll try to bring it up real quick. Um, well, the Cubs, they have fallen off since that hot start where they just started the first week or two gangbusters after the All-Star break, and then they've been back to 500. So I wouldn't want to play them. in Arietta's Cubs. been good. I, I wouldn't want to play them in a one-gamer. They've got, like, four good guys they could roll out there. I mean, yeah, Cubs, if Cubs are on, I mean, they've got one of the best rosters. Marte's been awful, by the way, 68 OPS+. Plus. Um, well, it's good Josh maybe. Bell's had a solid season, but what a bad year to be a rookie. Other yeah. than Bellinger and Judge. Yeah, guys um, going for MVPs instead of Rookie. Josh Bell's just a switch hitter. He's turned the power on. Everybody had hoped he would do um, when he got to the majors. And he's hitting well, 112 OPS+. Plus. Um, and McCutcheon's just totally turned around. Yeah, he's back to what he used um, to be, which is exciting. Man, if, if I'm the Pirates this offseason, I am just, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Because this is exactly what they would hope for, and I, I think they will trade him. I Who? think. Yeah, the Giants. Would, uh, That's your easy. Uh, your your nice. the next Barry Bonds. Pirates to the Giants. Sweet. You put him in corner outfield. Oh yes. Denard, they need a center fielder and Denard's Spence, uh, old. free agent, I think. But I don't care. You could put, uh, I don't know, Johnny Damon in center field. Huh. Just put McCutcheon in, in left or right. Um, but the Giants uh, are good enough that they can rebuild quickly. Um, you know, one year. Mm-hmm. Return so if they don't have the prospects though I don't think to make it work. Not um, old team. But if I'm the Giants, I'm seeing Andrew McCutcheon and I'm like, man, this is a player we need. Guy. Um, any other teams that kind of strike you as a team that could really go for uh, for McCutcheon? McCutcheon type. The Mets maybe. Because Granderson will be a free agent. He's How about gone. Atlanta? Atlanta's got a lot of prospects to give. They've up. shown they're fine with dealing people. I think Markakis is under contract for a while, and they've got Kemp. But there's a guy. Uh, speaking of speaking of that, a uh, guy recently got his 2,000th hit a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's early, like 32, 33. OPS plus, career of 110, uh, WAR of 30. Okay. A 288 hitter, uh, 358 on base, uh, 424 slugging. Um, thoughts on that guy? Your mystery man of the week. 424 slugging? Not uh, a great power hitter. but How old uh, is this guy? About 32, 33. Just had 2,000 hits. So if he plays... That one, he had 2,000 hits. <laughs> if he play, uh, he could play another uh, four or five years. I mean, 25 plus 100 hits is a lot. Um, he's never made the all-star team. Okay, so it's not like Ian Kinsler or something. I think he's got like the most hits of any guy that's never made the all-star team that's maybe active. And I don't expect him to make the all-star team in his career. So if he plays, 
Uh, you can have 2,500 hits. I keep thinking second baseman. I'm never like, make I'm like the, Kinsler, uh, Pedroia, um, Aaron Hill. It's kind of unfair because it's the guy you just talked about, Nick Markakis. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they've talked about Markakis's um, uh, hits or uh, all-star thing on Effectively Wild a couple he's times. Never, he's never made it. Um, yeah, he's he's almost a 300 career hitter. I think the idea was, uh, I think the idea that they kind of discussed was like highest war for a player. I mean, he's going to have and 40 20, plus war. He had a season where he's uh, baseball reference 7.4. That's ridiculous. Um, and he didn't make it that year. Um, he's been a solid player. I would not want to put him on defense right now if I'm a team. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what his contract is. Ugh. They still have him for next year. Maybe you could do uh, sort of a salary match where you could trade Markakis for McCutcheon with prospects. What's he making, like $10 million, $12 million? 11 so oh. you were right on the nose there. 10 or $12. Um, yeah, that could help fill the void for a year for Pittsburgh. And then go Austin Meadows is, should be ready here very soon. So. I'm going to get uh, the yeah. Braves' top 30. I think that is a good fit for... Um, McCutcheon? I think that is a good fit for McCutcheon. McCutcheon? I think um, yeah, the Braves have shown they want to win. If they want to get serious now, um, and I know they have the prospects, they're not going to deal Albies and they're not going to deal Swanson probably. Um, but they have guys. Uh, okay, so they're not going to deal. I like the idea of, of when you get all these prospects. Um, they're not all going to be good. That's just not going to happen. So you you package some of them up for a guy. Uh, for a you know they have, when you're ready to win, they have so many guys and they have young, young, young prospects mm-hmm. too. So maybe deal some of those guys, but that would be a good fit for for McCutcheon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if McCutcheon is dealt this off season. I think it would be um, be a good move for Pittsburgh to yeah. And uh, I know Freeman's been playing third and he's been fine at it, um, but they could use a new third baseman as well. That team, the Braves. Well, I'm sure Eduardo Nunez will be traded again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a free agent, isn't he? <laughs> he's just, and he's like another guy. You know, he'll hit like you know 280, and he's good at. I mean, he's he'll never walk. He'll always lose his helmet, um, which just pisses me off after I've seen him. The for a while. Uh, the Twins could use like two of those kind of like above average. Eduardo players. Escobar has been a guy. Um, like I don't know where you put him though. Well, that's the problem. Because their their offense is like it's it's set. Eddie Rosario's been hitting the hell out of the ball here last uh, last week or two. Mm-hmm. He's been good. Yeah, it's uh, they need uh, they could use a few of those kind of like bench utility guys though. Um, Escobar, I think, is more of a he's going to get on the field every day. He's always been a guy that there's somebody in front of him and he ends up getting the job at the end of the year. He ends up being their starting shortstop. Um, Andre Anza, who was just some guy they got from the Giants, has been good uh, off the bench in limited playing time. He's uh, probably played better than, than he should have. So uh, good right there since we're back on the Twins. We are back on the Twins. Uh, Royce Lewis, the number one pick in the draft a month or so ago, already in Class A, Cedar Rapids. Great. It was four for five on Saturday. Is that the Colonels? The Colonels. So... Uh, I think this guy might be up by the time he's 21. If he's already in Class A, he could be maybe in Double A as a we'll 19-year-old next year. Don't Start get, him in A. Ne- I mean, he's he bypassed the uh, low A. 
Don't set your hopes that high, I think. That's what I would suggest. He's still pretty skinny. Um, oh, I don't, I don't think, like, I always do not believe when they say, oh, this guy will develop power. I don't, I usually do not believe that. Um, yeah, if he can be a nice hitter, uh, shortstop. I would be more hesitant with a high school player, um, but he was a first overall pick, so clearly he's got the talent to rise fast. So Mauer, he, he was up, uh, he was drafted in 01. He was up to start the 04 season. There's a big difference, I think, between Mauer and Royce Lewis, talent-wise. Probably, yeah. He probably won't be that good. This isn't a Bryce Harper type pick here no. that we're looking at. I think, you know, I think, you know, minimum of two years in the minors. Um, if he does well in Class A, um, I don't think there's any reason why he can't be in Double A by. Uh, I mean, he'll be in Double A by the time he's 20 years old, which is. Yeah, I hope he does well. I think the Twins' track record is poor. Yes. So you hope he does well. It's it's, we'll it's pretty. I think it's pretty decent. With high position players, not so much pitchers. Yeah, that's true. Mowers They've worked out. Buxton's coming around. Uh, Royce Lewis. Um, excited to see what he can do. So they've they've hit, I think, on the position players. It's just the pitchers. I mean, Sano was a great at 16 years old to sign him. Um, Max Kepler again. But yeah, I mean, Royce Lewis. That's uh, I'm excited that he's already in Class A. I mean, he had like 270. Uh, Nick Gordon, though, not doing so hot in the second half. He had a great first half. Um, Nick Gordon doing Yeah, poorly. I think that's fine. He's been good overall, which is nice to see them get out of a player. Any other interesting... Interesting uh, stats, which is, a, which is to be expected considering the guy. Uh, Joey Gallo has hit into one double play in his career in 530 huh. plate appearances. Hmm. I mean, he uppercoming. I mean, he's. Do you think it's because not only fly balls, but uh, the shift? Maybe you're always playing the shift on him, so it's harder to double yeah, a guy up. Yeah, I think that might have something. To do with they, it. Well, if there's guys on base, are they going to not shift him as much? I bet they. I would probably because he's going to hit into it. I think. Like, you, if there's a guy on second, you couldn't because somebody has to come right. third. Right. Um, guy in first. I don't think the Rangers are the type of team that has a lot of on-base guys anyway. He's probably not hitting with a lot of guys in running uh, scoring position. I don't think he has a lot of RBIs uh, with his 40 home runs. Right. Which probably hurts, uh, or what hurts him probably is he does tend to bat lower in the order. He's only got a 301 on, or uh, yeah, 324 on base. But uh, 126 OPS plus, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, 61 RBIs in 32 home runs, so he won't get to 100 RBIs, but he'll threaten 45 home runs, so there you go. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at, uh, this came out of nowhere, the Baseball America's Best Tools survey came out recently, mm. I think. I hope it's not behind the paywall. Ah, it is. Um, but who? if, if you, if you pulled uh, managers, coaches, and scouts, I'm just... Is this in majors off. or minors? This is majors. I'm just oh, pulling this off uh, River Ave Blues because they have an example of uh, which is a Yankee site. Yes. They, they, I don't have the access to Baseball America. I should. I know it's whatever. I have no money. You, anyway. need, the, you need the play index. That's what you. Well, need. yeah, that's true too. Who, if if you had to just guess what you think the top three um, Power American guys. League shortstops are by defense? By would, defense, there's the obvious number one. Can I look at a list here? Sure. Uh, Simmons is one. Yes, of course. Um, 
Short stops. And I'll just throw this out there too. American League best outfield arm, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, pretty good. But uh, the the top shortstops in the American League by defense. So Simmons is one. We, uh, that that leads me to a Simmons point again. We'll talk about him. Sure. Uh, another uh, just coming up here for the second week in a row. Uh, shortstops. Yes. Mm, Correa. Is he up there? No, he's not. He, uh, he might be, but he's not in the top three. Your guy Didi has to be on this list. He's number three. Fuck. Um, Lindor? <laughs> yeah, he's number two. Oh, yeah. So it goes Simmons, Lindor, and everyone, America's player, Didi Gregorio. Yes. Who has 18 homers and 18 doubles in 91 games, 20, uh, 117 OPS plus, and a very good defender at shortstop. Um, I know he walks like 0%, but... Why did why aren't people talking about Didi right now? This is like a he sh- he should have been on the All Star team probably. Uh, there were other good shortstops, but man, Lindor should not have made it. He should have no. Said that's it. true. Lindor um, should not have been on this team. So that's yeah. It's funny how um, who would have thought Simmons and Gregorius, two guys who played together, kids, Curacao guys. Who would have thought though these two these two would be some of the best shortstops in the American yeah. League? That's kind of weird out of nowhere, I guess. Um, obviously, they're no Correa type, but Simmons, he's been awesome. We talked about him last Simmons week. Simmons has been good. Um, we touched on him last week about how he is a uh, like a borderline top ten guy. Mm-hmm. And um, me and a friend of the program who uh, does not want to be on the show for whatever reason because <laughs> he's busy. Oh, okay. Not, not Marcus, not another guy. He's been on, so I can't. Yeah, he's been can't. on. Um, cause he, cause we go back and forth on Buxton. We went back and forth on Hicks for years and I thought Hicks sucked cause he did. And, um, <laughs> well, he doesn't anymore. He doesn't anymore. And that really helps the twins because he doesn't play for them. <laughs> uh, and you know, Hicks or Buxton, I, I do expect Buxton to be, um, I mean, we're seeing it. It's, it's very exciting cause he's only still 23. Hicks was like 26, 27. I'm like, all right, get this guy out of town. Uh, so he went, uh, I'll give you a question then. Um, twins War Leaders Baseball Reference War Top 3 or 4 3 or 4 Who's number 1? Irv Yep uh, Twins, Twins, Twins And then we're, this is going to parlay into a discussion of Again, Fangraphs War Against Baseball Reference I know, It's got to be like, didn't we talk about and this? Why, it's like, like Buxton or Buxton something, is right? 2 Because of defense Yes, Sano is 3, Dozier is 4 Buxton, Sano, Dozier, they are the three best position players. Um, I would put Sano 1, Dozier 2, Buxton 3, um, and Irv has been their best pitcher. That's easy. Uh, but if you go to the fan graphs, you know, Buxton is more like 5 or 6. That doesn't feel so <clears throat> crazy. It's like 2.4 versus 1.3. A whole win, which I consider to be Buxton's defense, though, in center field has been good. In center He's field, among, I would put him one of the three best defensive center fielders. Would you say center, where would you rank center field on uh, defense? importance of defense, yeah. One or two? Even ahead of catcher? Catcher, shortstop. Oh, okay. Catcher, cut the middle. Yeah, catcher, shortstop. I'd say, I'd say shortstop. Catcher, just because you can get away. Teams have played Ryan Domit at, at catcher before, so the, the fact that teams well. have played that, um, 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't right. think you would do that at shortstop. I mean, you wouldn't put all right, don't wait for But you wouldn't put um Pretty bad, yeah. You need a guy. You wouldn't put Freddie Freeman at shortstop, as good as he might be at first base. Like you could put a guy in center field who doesn't have a very good arm. Like Jacoby Ellsbury, uh Johnny like, Damon. Uh, yes, or any Yankees player apparently. Um yeah. yeah, I'd say shortstop catcher. But I have a, I mean I I mean, I center just, field is I mean it shows important. you how valuable Buxton can be even if he can yeah. only hit uh, 85 OPS plus 67. Well, even if he only becomes a player who's 85, 90. He needs to be average. Oh, yeah, because he's so, if he is just a little bit below average. He needs average. to be average for center field, he, which is if, probably below average, I would think. If his OPS plus is 100, I think he's an all star. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of his defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think right now his, his defense is great. Uh, again, he sh- I, I think he should win the gold glove. Um, and he might, but again, with your 33% below average offensively, I don't. Is he 33% better than average defensively? He might be, um, but there's less separation between the best defensive player and an average defensive player. You know, there's a, a handful of runs there versus. I mean, he's the worst off. He, he was. Um, as of a week or two ago, him and Alex Gordon and uh, Carlos Gonzalez, the three worst offensive. Well, if we're looking at baseball. if we're looking at, um, I think he's worse offensively than he is great defensively. If we're looking at defensively, who should win the Gold Gloves in the American League? This is a fun. They don't do by position, or do they do by position? I think it's just outfield. Oh, that, that I helps. just have it by outfield. That but helps. here's here's who would here's who would. Um, I, I'm not sure if it is or not, but here's who you who would win by UZR: Mookie Betts, of course, Alex Gordon, um, and then uh, Gerard Dyson, and then Aaron Judge, and then Byron Buxton. Like Gordon, I mean, he's got a reputation just because he's so bad defensively. I don't think anybody's going to or offensively. Uh, yeah, pick him. Uh, Judge, I mean, that's a that's a surprise. If you watch him, he's very good, and uh, he also and is like, able to get those big. You know those balls that hit the top of the wall, and yeah, a lot of guys can't. You can reach up and hit right. the top of the wall. And balls not, yeah. He's better than you'd think he would be. Um, Gordon, you're right, isn't going to win it because he's so terrible. And draw a dice, I he ain't going to win it either because because uh, whether it's a name fact or whatever, I think Bucks. I mean, because with these spectacular catches, I mean that's going to help. I think Mookie Betts is a lock because he's sure. arguably one of the best defensive players in baseball, and he drives me nuts how good he is. Um, uh, Lorenzo Kane might win because he's up. He's he's 16th best. I think Buxton's going to win a Gold Glove this year. I think he's going to fall victim of the Alex Gordon bad. That's offense. terrible. That is too. If he if he hits 250, I think shortstops are the only position that that where offense doesn't matter, matter yeah. apparently. Or he's catcher maybe too. Mike Matheny won a bunch. <laughs> so and pitcher I suppose is the mm-hmm. other Gold Glove position that doesn't matter offensively, but. Um, I think if Buxton can get his average to 250 and Twins are in, I think, um, I mean, just his spectacular catches are going to uh, help him. What do you think about, so uh, Ender Enciarte just got a pretty decent contract over the offseason. For the Braves. Um, for the Braves. Billy Hamilton is the only National League outfielder better than him at uh, defense. And Billy Hamilton obviously steals bases at a rate that is not matched right now. Um, and he's been pretty miserable hitting. Do you think a team gives Billy Hamilton 
a chance to continue being a starter, or do, is this just the Reds? Um, you know, to say with the Reds, cause... not giving up on him. Because I mean, if you look at him, he's in their top twelve. He's their ninth best in WAR, but he's terrible. It's like baseball has terrible. changed. Uh, they value different things now. I think Billy Hamilton in nineteen fifty would have played a hell of a lot more than he should be playing today. He's playing. He's played one hundred and nine games. He's played almost every game. What is he? Why? Because they don't have anybody else. I mean, they're just... I think they could find somebody else. If You could probably get away with playing Scooter Jeanette in center field, I bet. And then uh, Duvall and uh, Shebler when he comes back. The thing about it is his BABIP is 314. That's because he's fast. Yeah, 246 average. That's the only thing. And then he doesn't walk enough, and he strikes out too much. Yeah. And, uh, he's good de- and good defensively. Again, those, those steals are going to help him. I wouldn't also. play a guy this bad... That's why Buxton better improve because I can't I can't argue for playing a guy that bad. I'm finally starting to see him improve finally, which is exciting. Which is exciting. He is significantly better than Billy Hamilton at hitting. Yeah, he should be. He's got a better build and he's three better. years younger. Yeah. yeah, he's he's significantly better and hopefully if he can get on base. Um, again, I have a 320 on base, 330 on base. He can get to 50 steals. We're um, I'm I'm flying around here, but. There's a lot of tangents we're getting on, but Joey Votto is ridiculous again this year. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to Andrew and Simmons unless if you had another thing on him. But Joey Votto is so good. 93 walks, 59 strikeouts. Um, Two to one almost. Why is he... Do you think he's going to just stay on the Reds? Do you think the Reds are going to just hang on to him and keep him forever and have them be their uh, Reds-only player, Hall of Famer, that's just there forever? I think they will because... It's annoying, and I think like if you were, I mean, if, if you were him, you would like to move on because Reds were good. I don't know if they do. I don't know if like if you're him, he does. Yeah, I don't know if he does want to move on because why wouldn't he? I the, and this is the reason I like him a lot is he's very weird. Um, I think he's the type of player who's totally fine in Cincinnati. Mm. Totally fine being this like weirdo kind of Cincinnati Reds player. Mm. They're getting to a point where he's he's uh, thirty three this season, almost thirty four. They're getting to a point where he's untradeable. He's tradable right now, and it's not a ton. I mean, it's twenty-five million. But every then he's year. making that into but that's his late exactly. So the thing is, though, he could continue hitting at a rate that a team like Boston, I think, makes sense. Okay, similar batters, by the way, um, for him through age thirty-two. Number two is a, a more recent guy, Jason Giambi. Um, Jason Giambi put up at age 37, 32 homers. I think Votto is a significantly better and more skilled player than Giambi yes. is. Better athlete as well. So I think I think there's no reason Votto couldn't continue. Um, he is such a good hitter. I mean, he's having a very good power year too. He's hitting. Uh, He'll hit, a, hit 31 home runs on the, the second time. The thing is, a lot of these similar batters for Votto are guys who fell off a cliff. Um, but he's just so much better of a hitter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, his strike, he, I mean, he has significantly dropped his strikeouts 6% this year, which is a large drop. Um, yeah, he just does not strike out, um, and he never, he was like not quite to 20%. Now he's barely over 10 
that is unbelievable with power. He's uh, going to drive in 100 runs for only the he's gonna time. Set, He's going to top his career high for home runs this year, too. Uh, yeah. He hit 37 in 2010, uh, his MVP year. Um, he will probably... I saw some guy uh, a few months ago on Twitter, something about how he's not a Hall of Famer. Somebody said he's not. I think he is. I would put him in now, considering the numbers he's put up for how long he's... Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Who's, uh, let's see what he's got. It's hard to find a similar player... Um, a very good hitter who uh, has some power. I mean, he's basically a hit-only player. Um, he's put up pretty much Todd Helton numbers, pretty much. Um, is so, he, is he, is he, <laughs> and I think Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. So. Is he John Olerud with power? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, John Olerud was, I guess, considered I think, a good I think Helton's guy. a better comparison because... Uh, he. This is the first time Delvado's limited his strikeouts like this. Yes. He's never done that before, and, and he somehow added power, so that's very unusual. So he's a he's a tough player to peg, I think. He's been good though, and um, the Reds. I think they have one more year to trade him, basically. But I think they're going to keep him forever. No. I think Delvado is never going to play on a winner. Bad. Although they were good. For a few years, that MVP season, he would. They were ninety-one and seventy-one. Uh, they lost to the Phillies, who were very, very good, and lost, or yeah, lost the NLCS to the Giants that year. But um, to put it to uh, to reference last week's show, the Reds were the uh, Adam Wainwright of teams for like three, four years. Yeah, like the third is, best team. They were getting beat by other good teams. Phillies were great, and. So in uh, 2010, they lost to the Phillies, who lost to the Giants, who won the World Series. In 2012, they lost to the Giants, who won the World Series. Um, And in 2013, they lost in the stupid wildcard game to the Pirates, who uh, lost the NLDS to the Cardinals, who then lost the World Series to the Red Sox. Um, Ugh, the Pirates. That's a shameful. They were good. One game playoff. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I don't know who pitched for the Pirates that game, but um, we'll find out in mere moments. And it is uh, Francisco Liriano. Good F. Liriano. He was good. Seven innings, one run. And then for the Reds, trotted out uh, Johnny Cueto, who was not good. <laughs> so, too bad. It's too bad for the Reds because they're a... Um, they're a franchise you look at as like, uh, you know, a stable historic franchise that's had good periods over time. Yeah, they have not been good. I mean, that was only that's really the only time they've been good in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to find like a. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to find like a good. They hadn't been to the playoffs since. Uh, yeah, they were. They were good. They were good in in ninety. Ninety and ninety five, which was and that was it forever ago, and when their star players were Jose Rio and Barry Larkin, Eric Davis. Um, I don't think they. I don't think he played very much that year. He was Barry good Larkin. though. Yeah, he was good. Um, he's a player that doesn't get talked about very much either, right? Now, Joey Votto has led the league in on base percentage six of the last eight years, and will do so again with a four fifty on base. Yeah, to me, he's. To me, he's sort of like our, our I, I think, the type of like, uh, analytically-minded ideal hitter, right? Um, Crazy on base, 300 hitter, 30 home runs. Yeah, he's 
perfect. Yeah, he's uh, very, he's good enough. Yeah, he's good. one of those guys. He's uh, yeah. If you always talk about being good enough to be a DH, he would be that. He's good enough just offensively to be a five-win player just by hitting. He is uh, awesome, and I think we are all lucky to witness the uh, wonderful player that is Joey Votto. We mentioned Aaron Nola yet? No, Aaron yet. Nola, last 10 starts, he's been the best pitcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.71 ERA, 68 innings, so he's going nearly seven innings per start. 78 strikeouts. He's got some crazy, I don't think he's given up some crazy streak of, uh, yeah, he has not given up more than two runs in any of his last 10 starts. He's good, and we were talking about this before, but he's really the only one who's been, Eikhoff's been okay, but of those guys we were talking about before the season, he's the only one who's been like really um, consistently decent. Velasquez has been he's hurt. Been hurt and bad. So that's not great. But yeah, Aaron Nola, LSU is advertised. He's, he's an ace. He's very good. Yeah, top 10 pick, right? Yeah. Um, he's been good, and it's good It's good for them to find uh, players who are good but because they're few, young players who are good because they have a lot of money coming up here in the next few years, and they need some, some guys to build. You need some guys to attract those free agents, and right now I don't know other than Nola, Herrera. Their outfield looks exciting. Mm-hmm. Altair, Nick Williams. Yeah, Altair is somebody I've not mentioned. Yeah. But uh, that, I, Nola's the only quality pitcher they have uh, right now. Eikhoff and Velasquez we, we thought would be good, but or not. the returns aren't as great. Um, but yeah, Nola's been awesome. And who, who, who was the top pitcher that year taken? Do we know? 2013, or when was this? this he was uh, 2014 draft. Number one pitcher that year, Brady Aiken. Oh, boy. Brady Aiken to the Astros. He didn't even sign. And then Tyler Kolek, who I think is hurt. I think he has had Tommy John. Rondone has not uh, been great with the White Sox. Yeah, they... Um, the Twins had picked Nick Gordon at five. Aaron Nola at seven. Nola seemed like the nice. uh, safe, safe nice. one, and that worked out. By the way, speaking of uh, that draft, mm-hmm. Alex Jackson has totally turned it on since he got traded to the... Uh, brave, so good job for him. But Nola was was definitely the safest pick, I think, in that draft, and uh, he turned out to be yeah, and he turned out to be the best. Hoffman can't throw a strike, and Freeland, who also happens to be on the Rockies, uh, can't get swings and misses. So everybody seems to have flaws except for Nola, and I think the reason he got taken seventh instead of higher up is because he's only six foot two. Stupid. I, I mean, being a talent evaluator size would be the least of my concerns. Well, look at what Marcus Stroman does. He's a um, tiny guy, does fine. Uh, Linscombe, yeah, he fell apart. Like, is that there any post-arbitration, so who cares? Has there been any guy that's, all? Oh, he's just not big enough, especially like a pitcher? Like, Pedro was like, well, yeah, what? He's like 175 pounds, okay? Was there a guy who just... Oh, he... I think people, I think players fall apart um, quicker if they're smaller for some reason, or they can't. But like, is like, has there ever? Because quarterback are always six four, six five. Has there ever been a quarterback? Well, he'd be better if he was three inches taller. It's like either you're good or you're not. Is another three inches gonna matter when you're passing the well, ball? Well, not for or? Drew Brees. No, he's um, been, I don't. I don't get it. I think. 
there is a lot of emphasis on size. Too much. Um, for some reason, I still have Barry Larkin's page up. He was not a very big player, six foot. You know, I, I think I think there is a lot of emphasis on size as far as pitchers and stuff are concerned. And it's funny those big pitchers they usually have to go knock down to the pen because they can't. Their mechanics are too wild. Well, if you're too big, you don't have enough stamina. To, uh, to last five innings, except if you're Fat Bartolo, then you've got a tank full. And I think there's also whatever. that draw of the lefty, too. For some reason, teams want a lefty. Right-handers don't go first overall. Hunter Green couldn't even go first That's overall. Yes. So If he's um, good, he's good. There's that Pick a factor. Guy. I don't know. Um, people want players that are going to throw ridiculously hard and be huge and I don't think Aaron Nola was either and I think that's why he fell to seven which isn't a big fall but um, good job for the Phillies for yeah. uh, getting him um, oh let's see yeah going back to the fan graphs versus baseball reference war and how Buxton on fan graphs is like five or six on the team baseball reference he is second um, I like fan graphs more uh, another example of that, um, best player in baseball, give me a top three or four. My top three or four? This best year. Best players in baseball? This year. We, I mean, the Trout, Judge. Altuve. Altuve and maybe Correa, too. Okay. Am I forgetting? Harper, Votto. I, there's <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, yeah, those, those guys, are guys. Uh, Pitching-wise, I mean, Sale. Scherzer, we know those Scherzer, guys. Yeah. Um, baseball reference, you know who they have as the – you know what two guys they have as the top war guys at 6.4? Baseball reference. Baseball reference top six by war? Top – no, just top two. Top two? They're both at 6.4 okay, wins okay. right now. There's too many numbers there. Yeah. Oh, boy. One's a pitcher, one's a player. Sale? Scherzer is number – Scherzer is one of them. And, uh, it's got to be Simmons then. Simmons is the other. So they have Simmons as the most valuable they do value defense. Apparently. Defense more. But what I found is when you look back at players um, and the value they've had to their team, they do seem to kind of get it right on. Like Ozzie Smith is valued in a way on baseball reference that he shouldn't be unless you account highly for defense. So... Well, how about this? Um, I mean, Goldschmidt, uh, everybody forgets him. He's a top-five player. Um, so Scherzer is the best pitcher, they say. Um, that seems fine. What do you think is their second-best pitcher? It's not Chris Sale. Um, oof. I, we, I mean, we could be here overall. Overall, the whole league? Yeah. I'm going to just guess James Paxton. Nope. Scherzer's one. Sale is three. I figured I'd pick a funny. Gio Gonzalez. Oh, Gio. So is he... And he got rid of that cool uh, so do they, quality thing here. So, I, so baseball reference likes defense, and I assume they don't count strikeouts as much because he's not a strikeout. He's eight, eight Ks per nine, not a huge strikeout guy. So that's what I'm gathering from this since we do not know what war the difference is between them. I mean, he is a... Five win player on baseball reference. On fan graphs, he's a two win player. That is huge. It's a big difference. I um, don't particularly know what the science is behind it, but we've, I think we've discussed this in the past, but uh, maybe not on the podcast or whatever. But um, 
war should be standard. Sta- yeah, this shouldn't be a subjective statistic. It should be an objective standard statistic that's developed using the same techniques. People that use baseball reference use uh, fan graphs. Everybody loves both, so why can't they? Why can't we get along? I don't yeah. understand. That's, I don't, you know, that's the problem. I don't like the difference between them. Um, also, fan graph says Trout is number three right now. Okay. I believe he will end up at, at number one. Um, Probably. Trout is not in their top ten. If the Angels make the playoffs, Trout's the MVP. That's if, what I would If he is, oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Trout is not even in the top ten in baseball reference. I know he's missed 30, 40 games, but still he is. Well, here, here's, here's what Trout has done. As I tweeted to some guy who said, if Altuve doesn't win the MVP, it's a gross misjustice or whatever the hell. Um, Trout is so much better than anybody. His um, Altuve's got him an average by 15 or 20 points. But he's, his slugging percentage is 70, 80 points higher. His on-base percentage is 40, 50 points higher. Um, that is not close. That is That is... It's it's vote in now, Trout done. He's um, what 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 I would call very good at baseball. He uh, this, is, this is his seventh year, and you said you'd put Votto in, and he's been around for like. Oh, a Trout's in too. You know, Trout I mean, is in. I would I would want one more year of this. Even I mean, you probably need. I mean, now it's fine. I'm in. I'm in because I'm, I'm big on the high peak. Yep. Um, I've argued for Johan Santana. Yes, you have. Um, I've argued for Johan Santana using Sandy Koufax as a the baseline. Um, I think it's fair to say Trout has had more sustained success at a higher level than Sandy Koufax. I would argue Mike Trout is a better player than Sandy Koufax. I know it's hard to compare a pitcher in that time to a hitter in this time. But if you look at how how much better than average he's been, I think it's a no-brainer. He came up when he was 19 years old. And he's been good for a long period of time, uh, six. This is his sixth full season. Six years, is, is that's a long he time. He has been be. the best player every season he has played. It's a long time to be that good. And he will continue to be for the next minimum of five years. He will have a 10- to 12-year stretch where he leads in war by a lot every year. I um, can't really see... A competitor. The only way that changes is if Judge can be a 65 homer guy or something like that, which is not going to happen. Uh, are there any players right now you see that um, they don't even have to really be good? Mike Trout is better. He, it's it's not quite a Tiger Woods type thing. Michael Jordan's my favorite ever. Tiger Woods was better than anybody else. He was significantly better than whoever number two was. Trout is contemporaries. Yes, Trout is better than whoever number two is. It's always somebody different. That's the thing. One year it was Josh Donaldson. One year it was Pedroia. Uh, this year Judge and Altuve. Next year it'll be somebody else. He's the constant. And uh, LeBron, I put LeBron at one. Uh, Durant, he's fairly close. To, uh, LeBron is one, but Durant's Harper was two. Bryce Harper was better than <clears throat> Trout that one year. By two wins. Fangraphs had them all, all trout. So okay. that would be the difference okay. there. If well, by baseball reference, yeah, yeah, I just picked random Harper here. <clears throat> Harper has always been that kind of rival. He would be number. Trout. He's yeah. He's the only guy that can. 
at his peak. Is there anyone in the league right now who you think could take a big enough step and <clears throat> they could be young? Like, well, is there anyone you think that could take that huge step to being on that level? I don't think Judge can personally. Something that I thought was, and I still think it, it is ridiculous when they compared Buxton to Trout. Um, but if Buxton can become an above average hitter, he would, I mean, he will be a, he could be a 7-8 win player. Because his defense alone is, he can be the best defensive player and he might be a seven, He might be a 7 or 8 win player, but I don't think he's as objectively, without looking at be, war, I don't I think I mean, his defense would be... I peak. guess, ideally for me, I would value offense more than defense. Like if he becomes a like a two seventy five hitter with like a three fifty. Are you really base, trying to tell me Buxton can? If well, no, but if and if he cuts his strikeouts down a little bit, if he can have a three fifty on base and he's a two seventy hitter, then then you're talking. We're getting close. I just don't see it. Like he's the only guy that's because he is. Uh, tools wise, capable of doing that. There's nobody else that. I think Buxton has topped out on his defensive <clears throat> value, and it's only going to go down, in my opinion. I think he can sustain it for. Because, I mean, he's 23. Wow. He can sustain it for five, Two, five three no, years. No, no, no. His speed's going to be there for. Like, but, then it's, but then he won't bulk up and he won't hit for power that he needs to, I think. He, there's, I just don't see him developing as the type of player. Do you have a guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any. I'm trying to. Uh, maybe Lindor, if he can hit 40 homers, basically. Like, no one can do what Trout can do. Correa, if he can become... That, uh, might, be, that might be the guy. He, he's the only one that can even remotely... Because he does... He will have more defensive value, especially when he moves to third, uh, ultimately. He will, if we ever, he will become a star there. If we can ever get that pitcher-hitter guy going. The guy that can throw 60 innings. Yeah, um, I just don't see that is trending more toward reality though with Green. I think that will happen before before we die. Oh, I think it'll happen in the next ten years. I think somebody's going to come up. They might suck, but McKay, Green, and Otani right now are three top level talents. That any of those can do it. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. I think. But yeah, Correa, I think is actually that's probably the guy because he doesn't strike out too much. He strikes out enough, but not too much. Mike Trout. Five years, he's either finished first or second in the MVP. That's yeah, it. and those years he finished second shouldn't have been so. Yeah, he should have won it. Uh, he should win it six years in a row. He should just always. They don't even. We shouldn't even play. We should no, just go. That's to why. The- that's why I said I think at the beginning of the year, who's going to finish second? Yeah, who's going to win the Mike Trout Award? Yeah. Um, Trevor Plouffe is my bad player that should not play anymore. Oh boy, Weaver Award winner. He's bad at third and first and pitch. <clears throat> So uh, he's not. And to think he was the clog last year to Sano not being at third because, goddamn, we could not move Trevor Plouffe to right or we could not trade Trevor Plouffe when he was an average hitter after the 15 season. We had to keep him because we cannot move Trevor Plouffe, God forbid. And now he is just Oakland, and I, Oakland just, I think they just released him or. Uh, DFA'd him, now he's with Tampa, and he's somehow doing worse. So Yeah, yeah um, I'm going to try to bring... <clears throat> we can talk Sano for a second. Let me let me make sure... He might not be in the qualified third baseman, is he? Okay, he is 
Defensively or what? UZR, which is just not the best usually. I think he is at least average. The 17th best of 21 qualified third baseman. That's below. He's he's a negative uh, value player there. Um, although Chris Bryant's right above him, so it's hard to tell. I think he's somebody who, if you watch him, you appreciate him more because he does make some very good plays. And his arm is great. He is worse at third base than Jed Jerko, which is not a great sign. Um, to me, or he's like on par with like Chase Headley is where they're... He's worse than Chase Headley, who's not really that good. And he, So, to me, you got to move him. I just don't think he's a third baseman. I just don't... I think they'll play him there until he, you know, until he maybe reaches his early 30s. Um, I just don't. Ugh, I wouldn't. Put it. I think they will. Practice, play him. Where are they? Fort Myers in spring? He, he'll be a when first he's in first. When he's in Fort Myers this offseason, uh, get him. He played first today. Get him a ton of time at first base in the spring and probably slowly transition him. If you can get him 50 games at first next year and uh, 90, let's say, to be safe at third, that'd be good. And then slowly shift those. Mauer's last year is next year. Um, We'll see what they do with him. But, yeah, I think Sano is primed for first base in the next five years. I would put him there um, sooner rather than later because then he'll get better at it, and I think he could be good there. Um, But you just want to get him there. That's all. Uh, Stanton's hit a bunch of home runs. He's probably he may, he may hit 55. He's up to 42 now, so keep an eye on that. No reason he should slow down, and the Marlins have been better, so he'll have more reason to be good. Uh, amateur tournament in Mitchell wraps up. Alexandria wins again. You said you were disappointed because the local teams lost. Yeah, local teams lost, which means <clears throat> the crowds are worse, uh, which means... Um, What's that economic impact? Yeah, it's bad. Oh. We'll, we'll figure that out soon enough. Good. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just the games were bad. A lot of weird like blowouts, and I just don't. Not care a ton of great memorable games. The best game was Saturday night slash Sunday morning. The um, weather was bad. Weather was part. I like. I I, I I would prefer it to be that than like eighty five. See, that's I would prefer. The other way. I don't. I would. Um, I thought the weather was. Thumbs up to the weather. Anyway, well, and it rained a couple times. It too. rained. That's it was a two-hour delay to start the tournament, and then it was a significant three-hour delay. So, yeah, it wasn't that great. Um, but at least the local team won, so that's good. They're uh-huh. like the Mike Trout team. They are. The Angels, they're significantly they're better. Called, even. Game of the tournament was the semifinal game against Harrisburg. Um, I was excited to do that. At one thirty in the who's the who's the best who's the uh, of the Angels who's their who's their Mike Trout or do they have one are um, they more of a Gal brothers are good they're both pitchers and hitters so are they more of a and uh, Trevor Vermillion is the best pitcher in the state who legitimately I think should be in the minor leagues for somebody but How he's old is he? too old now he graduated from SD was at SDSU when I was there he's probably not quite thirty um, oh. I don't know if he tried. Because he's got a great delivery and nobody can touch him. He's won, what, 38 in a row. So he's oh, right, amazing. Right, right. He went up against a kid last night that went to Wichita State. We went to a Sioux Falls, Washington. Um, one nothing game, 0-0 in the eighth. Each team had four hits, 20 combined strikeouts, one walk. It was a fantastic... 20 combined strikeouts? They can't even... <clears throat> Kerry Wood could get 20 on his own. Sure, sure. <laughs> You're not playing against the Woodies, though. 
Oh, yeah. He probably, Kerry Wood probably. He played against the Astros. He probably couldn't get Astros. 20. No. So that wraps up, and then it's in Sioux Falls next year, so I have not experienced that. We'll see how that goes. You're going to have to go to that too, I assume? Uh, yes. Little League World Series, I hate it. <laughs> Sioux Falls is in it, so Great. I'll be hearing more about that. But, uh, eh. Um, Tuesday's my big trip to see the baseball. Oh, yeah. What's first? Twins Indians, which all of a sudden is now much more interesting than it was at the beginning of this week. Who? What's Instead the what, seven that's games Tuesday? Back. Is the first game? Instead of being seven games back, what's the now? probables? Fat Bartolo, which oh, I'm very excited about, that's, against yeah, uh, Carrasco. No, that's actually pretty. He's interesting, <clears throat> um, and I'm very excited. To see Bartolo is cool too because he's, he's fat. A, he's a fat good a good player for a long time. What's the next one? So that's 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. Um, Brewers Reds on... No, Brewers Pirates. So teams, game two are out, game or two out. Mm, both of them. On uh, Wednesday, that's uh, Garrett Cole and Zach Davies. I like so that, that was, one. That's a good one. That was uh, better than it was. They had the Woodruff, he was scheduled, and that got changed. So that is good. Um, then we got the big... Uh, the big one, Cubs and Reds, because it's Wrigley Field. I hope you don't get Homer Bailey. Um, well, I hope I'd be good if I did. When you get bam, bam, bam. You'd get some Homers yeah. and some Baileys. But so that's a, uh, apparently a Wednesday night. Nope, that'd be Thursday afternoon at 1.20. Um, John Lester. Oh, boy. I saw him pitch two years ago at Target Field, and he lost. He got out-dueled with Phil Hughes, pitched the game of his life. Lester versus Scott Feldman. There you go. Well, the Reds, you're not going to get much better than that. So the draw is the stadium, and uh, you get to see all these central teams. And then we wrap up the Major League portion on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. Tigers, Dodgers. Very excited to see the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, Rich, they're good. <laughs> yeah, Rich Hill versus Jordan Zimmerman. So I like Rich Hill. Could have a potential for a lot of runs. Or a Lister. huge shutout outing from a nice five innings, no runs from Rich Hill with twelve Ks. There you go. The standard Rich Hill outing. So we got that, and I have added as of yesterday, I added a game to the trip. Sounds like a minor league game. Sounds like a minor league game From to what me. I uh, guessed. Um, Cedar Rapids. On oh, a, Colonels. They're going to play the Snappers from Beloit. I don't even know what that is. I assume it's a fish, maybe? No, I don't know. I, I know that. Beloit? Beloit town that is, yeah. Illinois? Oh, okay. I'm not from this area of no. the country. I don't know. Uh, Beloit. Let's say Sunday at 2. So you see Royce. And because they called him up yesterday... And I'm like, all right, I would like to see this guy. Well, they've got to have some other. I think they have some other good guys yeah. down there, don't they? Or maybe they called them up. Because what happens is after the All Star break and you make trades and stuff, you end up calling. There's nobody guys. else. I'm, if if he wasn't there, I said, eh. But hopefully he plays. I would assume they try to get him to play as often as yeah. they can. So Sunday, Beloit, and the Colonels of Cedar Rapids, uh, two o'clock on Sunday. So excited to see that guy. Sunday Beloit. That sounds like something. I don't know what that sounds like, but it sounds like it's a thing. It's a disease. Yeah. A case of Sunday Beloit. In your toes or something like gout? Gout. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Sunday Beloit. So there we go. That's the trip. And uh, 
Baseball. I was basically first minor league baseball game outside of the Canaries. For you? Yeah. Wow. Because there's no minor. I mean, there's no teams here. That's a good couple point. in Iowa. None in Minnesota. There's no affiliated only, teams here. I've only been to one minor league stadium, but I went there about a zillion times. Um, that'd be fun if, like, if you know, that'd be great if Sioux Falls could ever get an affiliated there's team. There's absolutely no reason it can't. Right? R- bigger, bigger town, much bigger than all. Oh, I mean, Christ, mm-hmm. Beloit. There's no reason it can't. Other no. than maybe the Canaries. And the stadium is more than capable. It'd be nice to see um, Sioux Falls is big enough for a Triple A team. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no reason they couldn't get a high AA team. That'd be nice yeah. for whatever. I, I, bet, I bet they've tried. Like Omaha's with uh, Kansas City. You got the Iowa Cubs. Um, Twins have no. Omaha's I mean, a fringe MLB destination. Yeah. yeah. And you've got uh, Cedar Rapids closest to Minnesota. So, very exciting. There you go. There you go. Monday, we'll do a show on Monday of next week. Recap that. And. Uh, Another triple threat, Seattle, Angels, Orioles, they'll do it again because the first round was so very good. intriguing. Hopefully one. Hopefully, the Angels can separate themselves because it would be nice to see Trout in the playoffs of all the teams. And uh, this was not a good week to pick the Brewers in our pick'em. This is what you did? Because that's what I did. Like, yeah, they'll play the Twins. I'll get a couple. I didn't they get didn't any. get any. No. So, uh, I had Baltimore, and they were okay. Bad. It's we're we're to a point where you kind of just you're fine with okay, but the Brewers is that's not a team you want to. Blow I can't be going here. two and five with the fucking five game losing streak. <laughs> I didn't see what the Orioles did, but I know they at least won five hundred. Like, yeah, I know they won a couple. So beat Oakland a time or two. I was fine with it. So there we go. Standings tightened up, so that's very exciting. Yeah, when Marcus around. is closer, and that's driving me nuts. But you're uh, you're down still at the bottom. Near yeah, I, I was making a bit of a run there where it wasn't the worst. And uh, now I just can't imagine what it is. Maybe I'll only lose a game or two. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Orioles went uh, three and three. So good enough. That's, yeah, three and three is good enough. What I wanted. Five hundred. Yeah, I have bad teams left, but I have the Cubs in the Nationals. Cubs and the Nationals. Left, so that's kind good. of a good thing to hang on to. I used all my teams early, and uh, Royals went one six. So far, I had them too. The city that week. Yep. Royals. You recovered somehow. Diamondbacks. Five I did one week right after. That helps. Zip your back up. There we go. Special edition in the office. Yeah. 2080 baseball podcast. Do you want my big letter K? It's my shrine to uh, I think fat, Virginia, fat they could use it. They could wow, what a shot. More. What a shot. Um, I'm glad I'm not there right now. That would be a tough weekend for a reporter to get thrown <laughs> crap on and just uh, tear gassed and all the stuff ran guys, over yeah what good job you? good job by the reporters there because that sucks to have to deal with that kind of thing and i've never had to deal with it there you go you think city council's bad i don't think city council's bad. <laughs> there we go corn <laughs> palace when's that next couple weeks next week two weeks yeah yeah it's uh there we go yeah, if anyone out there is listening, there's like about 2,000 Eddie Money tickets available. Yes, for Ed purchase. Money, not so much. So go buy them while they're hot. Yep, they will, uh, we'll talk to Eddie Money next week about the Cubs <laughs> and uh, see what he has to think. So Eddie Money next week on the 2080 Baseball Podcast.